you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Isaiah chapter 55. And we're going to start reading in verse 8. That's Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I titled the message tonight, His Ways Are Higher. And, you know, as I was preparing tonight... I begin to think about that, that God moves in our lives in a way sometimes that we can't understand. Uh, you know, the, the times that I've asked God to take something in my life and, and move in that area, well, no matter what it may be, whether it be uh, me asking for healing for somebody or help with my finances or whatever it may be, and you can interject in that place whatever situations you may have asked for God's help in. Usually when I do that, in my mind I kind of have an idea of how I think God ought to do it. And it never ceases to amaze me that most of the time He doesn't do it that way. And I think sometimes He does that just to show me that He can do it however He wants to, and that my plan doesn't matter. The thing I think He ought to do has nothing to do with what my God wants to do. So, I was thinking about this, and I I thought, you know, that kind of is amazing how God can move. The other day I was at work, and one of my, me and one of my friends went to lunch, and we were just sitting there talking, and and I told him, you know, it amazes me how God can move so big for me. He He can move things and and orchestrate all this stuff to bless me, and in the process of doing that, not hurt somebody else. You know, when and let me give you kind of let me explain a little bit what I'm talking about. Sometimes. I'll say some things that make perfect sense to me, but nobody else has a clue of what I'm talking about. So let me try to break this down some. Uh, as as I see God move in my life and bless me, I can see that a lot of times in order to be able to bless me, He has to change other people. He has to move other things and, and to provide for me that has to come from somewhere. But you know, we try to look at God in light of ourselves a lot of times. We try to, to squeeze God into this ideal of what we think He is. But when we examine the Word, we see that God is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. 
Me, myself, I have limited knowledge. I have limited resources. But God's resources are unlimited. You know, when I think about uh, my paycheck, it only goes so far. You have to pay bills. I have to provide food. We have things we got to take care of. So there's only so much money to be that can be spent. I can spend more than I have, but that's going to hurt me later on. It's, it's going to come back out of the next paycheck, I guarantee you. But God doesn't work that way. But when I try to... When I ask God to move, I, I'm looking at God in view of what I can do. But that's not how God moves. When God begins to move in your life, He has unlimited resources. He can, he can pull things from places that you don't even know about. Things that you don't understand. Things that, that may not even exist at that point in time. You know, when... I'm just going to use this as an example. If Say you needed a job. Well, in my limited knowledge and resources, I have to look for a place there's a job available. But when we put it in God's hands, God can... You know, I pray all the time that God would open the doors that He wants me to go through. I pray that He would close the doors He don't want me to go through. But you know what I've never thought of is that God can make new doors. God's ways are higher than our ways. Understand that tonight. He's not limited by the same things we're limited by. I'm limited by what job I can find, but God can create a new job if He needs to. God can create new means of provision. God can create new avenues with which He can bless you. Because He's God. Not because He's he's not limited by the same things men are limited by. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. You know something I've learned. And unfortunately, sometimes the hard way is that I can't impress God with my knowledge. I can't impress God with my intelligence. And that's what that Scripture is telling us, is that that the, the smartest person that this world has to offer, his intelligence is nothing but foolishness with God. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. Now that that's not something to take lightly. I want I want I really want you to understand what I'm saying. It's not something to just gloss over that God is higher than us. Now, what I'm trying to tell you tonight, what I want to really drive home is that it doesn't matter what you think you understand. 
It doesn't matter what this world tells you is the way things have to be done. When God tells you something different, that's the way you got to go. Because His ways are higher than man's ways. He can change other people's minds. As I looked at this Scripture, that last part kind of threw me for a little bit. I wasn't sure exactly what it meant, so I went and did a little reading about it. But it says, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. I thought about when I was a kid. I thought I was pretty good at playing checkers. I don't know how, I don't remember how old I was. I was pretty young. But I was old enough to understand how to play the game of checkers. So however old that was. And I thought I was good. And one day David Barkley, I don't know if y'all know him, but he was over at the house and... David Barkley's a pretty intelligent man. Well, I asked Brother David, I said, Brother David, do you know how to play checkers? And he said, oh, not too good. And so, with a lot of enthusiasm, I said, do you want to play? Because my the thing I had in my mind was, if he's not all that good, this is somebody I might can beat. You know. So that was my goal. Well, as soon as we started playing... Brother David Barkley set out upon teaching me what it meant to lose very quickly. And he very quickly had taken all these little moves I had made and turned them against me. Now that's what that scripture says. It says that God takes the what we think of as wisdom. It says He's taken the wise in their own craftiness. We may think our wisdom and our knowledge is great, but God can turn that around on us if we're not careful. He will, he will take what we think is intelligence and something that we're able to stand on our own, and He'll show you real quick how small you are. The Word tells us that the begin, to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It says that over in Psalms, I believe. Or maybe Proverbs, I'm not sure now. But <clears throat> To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we understand our place, we understand that it doesn't matter what we think about God. It doesn't matter what we think about ourselves. God's ways are higher than ours. We can't put Him in a box. I don't know if it's possible to impress God in any way with my abilities or my intelligence or even my humbleness. I don't know if it's possible. But, you know, we should stop trying. It never says in the Word to try to impress God the best you can. God knows everything we're capable of. He knows what we're good at and what we're not. But what we really need to focus on is allowing God to be who He is. You know, there's a song I was listening to, and it says, 
try to remember exactly what it says. It says, I'm trying so hard to stop trying so hard. To just let you be who you are. Who you are in me. Now, a lot of times we do that. We try real hard to figure out what God wants to do and how He ought to do it. We spend way too much time trying to plan all that out and trying to figure out how God ought to do things when we ought to just let Him be who He is and not try to confine Him to to our ideals of how things ought to happen. You know, I've seen God move in my life and just come out of nowhere and think that, you know, I, I think He ought to do things a certain way, but He will turn everything around and bless me from another direction that I never even considered. When I was talking to my friend the other day, and I told him, I said, you know, it's amazing how God can move in a mighty way, make big things happen, and not hurt people doing it. You know, if I were to try to figure out how to... how to Let's just use money as an example. Say... Say I needed $50,000. That's a large sum of money to me, I know. <laughs> y'all know, y'all may have that under your pillow, but <laughs> $50,000 is a lot of money. Let's say I needed $50,000. You got to move some mountains to get $50,000 in my life. I don't even know where to begin. But the point is, in order to get that sum of money, I would probably have to hurt some people. Now, I don't mean physically, but I, I would probably end up having to steal some money to get that kind of money. God don't have to steal money from people. If God decided to bless you with $50,000, He could do that without hurting somebody. Do you realize He could give you $50,000 and not only be a blessing to you, but be a blessing to somebody else? Now, I don't understand that. If I if I sit down and do the math on paper, it's got to come from somewhere. Somebody's going to end up with fifty thousand less dollars. But with God, His ways are higher than our ways. I don't understand it, and you know what? I need to quit trying to understand it because this is this is the God that spoke things into existence just by by speaking the word. Things just became what they are. The thing I want y'all to really grasp tonight, and I'm not one of these people that believes that God will just give you money because you ask for money. But let me tell you something. That Word tells me that we'll never see the righteous forsaken or His seed begging bread. And you know, if it also tells us in Malachi, and I read this to y'all a couple weeks ago, that when you give to God, you give to Him what's His. It didn't say you've got to give over and above to to get something back. It said that He will give to you. And it said that it will be more than you can contain. Now, that's not always money. But let me tell you, there's, there's a need for money. I don't believe that God would have us to be just 
fighting every day for to find something to eat. I don't believe that. I believe that God would have us to be blessed. But we have got to realize that God can bless us in ways that we don't understand. We've got to believe that God is not only... His ways are higher than our ways, but His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Stand with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You tonight, Lord. And I thank You for this Word, Lord. It's a Word of encouragement. Lord, to know that You can provide for us in ways we don't understand. To know that You are Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord has provided. Lord, I know that You can provide for us. I know there's probably people here tonight that have needs, Lord. Whether it be money or needs for health or whatever it may be, Lord, You know. And I believe that You can provide that need. And Lord, I hope this was a word that encouraged somebody here tonight to remember that just, just how great You are, Lord. You are mighty. You are awesome. Lord, I give You praise for that tonight. Help us to not only remember this word that You gave us this morning, Lord, but help us to have joy in our hearts, for Father, because the, You can provide for us in ways that we don't even understand. I thank You for that, Master. I ask that You go with us and keep us safe tonight. Keep us safe throughout this week. Help us to be a light in this dark and dying world for You, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.